0: Hey John, um, we 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 recorded an episode yesterday. We did. Uh, it doesn't sound very good, and that's my fault uh, because it turns out that audio hijack forgot that I have a three hundred pound um, microphone. Uh, that's a microphone that costs three hundred pound. It doesn't weigh three hundred pound, uh, and so it used the um, cheap microphone that's on my laptop to record me. And the only problem with that is that it's about a foot away from my face uh because i have monitors and stuff plugged into it so what you basically hear uh in the raw recording is uh the noise of a laptop being a laptop um yeah so i've done some cleany uppy stuff to try and make it tolerable but i thought if we were going to put this episode out uh we might want to just have some sort of caveat at the beginning
1: well, I mean, uh, this, this chat should give everyone a good idea of what it's going to sound like, because I'm on my laptop, no headphones. You press the button, and we'll, we'll, we'll change spaces in the listener's soundscape. <laughs> to me being, the cat won't be there, hello. You
0: caught me while I was just, because uh, just as we were about to start, my uh, washing machine beeped to let me know it was finished. Um, okay. And currently my, my flat, the entire flat looks like, um, a very untidy and unkempt, um, laundrette. Because okay. every item of clothing is, well, every surface is taken up with a drying item of clothing.
1: Yeah, it's a funny thing, isn't it? Is that like that's how houses actually look. But whenever people take <laughs> pictures of houses or look at houses when they're buying houses, they never look like that.
0: No, absolutely. In the summer, it's okay because I've got a communal communal um, what uh, drying thing. You know those those weird uh, inverted pyramid uh, wire things that you can hang clothes. You know, a clothes, era. Uh, yeah, those exist outside and. Um, they're very useful, but not so much when it's uh, like this kind of weather.
1: So I um, just want to run you back through what you said just now. Did your washing machine beep or did your washing machine play a song?
0: <laughs> no, it went beep, beep, beep. Uh, it, when it's turning on, it plays a little beep, beep, beep. And then when it's turning off, it goes beep, beep, Okay. Um, but the standard, i have done, is just three consecutive beeps.
1: Okay. So I, I'd heard when we bought a new washing machine, that this is the thing that washing machines do now is that they play a song mm. and that a few brands are into this. I, I think someone mentioned LG was into it. Um, I, I, I bought a Samsung one sort of sight unseen and, uh, um, as I was waiting for it to arrive I, I carried on reading the specs as you do because you in, in, immediately have buyer's remorse as soon as you <laughs> bought it especially when it's not there and there is a washing machine instead that's full of water that you can't open and there's no clean clothes and all those other things so I'm obsessively reading over the thing and I realised that Samsung seemed to offer um, some sort of song and I said to my wife <clears throat> oh uh, apparently the washing machine is going to play a song and she was like yeah yeah sure 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 <laughs> And we plugged it in. And oh my God, does it play a song? Well It's not like boop, 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 It's not that. It's kind of like... A few more bars now. Let's have a bit more songs. Nearly finished. Your washing's done, John. It's time to get the washing. The washing's done. The washing's done. Okay, everyone. Shh. The washing's done. Uh, that, just when you think it yeah, it it's ended, goes another <laughs> bit.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, essentially, it it's, it sounds the beginning of that sounds like um, an Eddie Izzard transition.
1: Uh-huh. uh
0: you know, it's the sort of do, do 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 do. So the Romans.
1: Um, yes, it, yes, it did, and then it moved into Buddy the Elf because I have just watched <laughs> Elf recently.
0: You know, I've never seen Elf. Oh, that's yeah. homework. This is a constant. Um, a cause of consternation for my brother he's still and his wife uh, they, they are still flabbergasted that I've
1: not seen out I'm not surprised their, their, their guests should be fully cl- uh, flabbered
0: yes
1: at this, at this news right so that's your homework for this week then cool where do you fall on the Die Hard Christmas movie line
0: I don't care enough John um,
1: mm, you don't, don't care enough about Die Hard you don't care enough about the people who care about it
0: Yes, mm. um, <laughs> uh, I, I watched it at Christmas with our friends Danny and Caroline a couple of years ago. okay, and that was a fun thing to do.
1: mm-hmm. They're fun people?
0: Yes, uh, and it was a den of geek thing that they had at the electric cinema.
1: Oh, nice. Mm.
0: Um, and beforehand they played a big they, they, there was a song that had been made by the internet. Which is all about John McLean. Um And it's probably, a, I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can look it up actually, because it's quite funny. Uh, okay. and, and that was played beforehand. And uh, yeah, it was, you know, it was fun. So, like, it's a fun activity to engage in at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to get upset at people who think it's a Christmas film or don't think it's a Christmas film. It's a film set at Christmas. And that's about as much as I care.
1: Okay. Um, um, all I'm gonna say is Mark, you need to choose a side. That's all I'm gonna say. No. You don't have to do it now. Uh that this this is this is very, very definitely there is there is one type of person and one other type of person. You can't be sitting in the middle. This isn't a spectrum. <laughs>
0: okay, oh, I just I don't I, yeah, I mean it's fine. But,
1: um Okay, let's take this in a different direction. What makes a good Christmas film for you? If if Die Hard Die Hard, your your reluctance suggests that Die Hard is missing some Christmasy elements and I'm saying that your reluctance is that you don't think it's a Christmas film and you don't want to be uncool around your cool internet friends. <laughs>
0: um I also I get that Die Hard I'm gonna be one of these people. Yeah. Oh Um Die Hard's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't get in with, and I don't have a problem with people who like really get behind Die Hard. But I, I'm not like, you know, if 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 I met someone who'd never seen Die Hard, this is this is the the, the delineation I think between the kind of people who have the discussion about whether Die Hard is a Christmas film or not, are the kind of people who, upon hearing the news that someone hasn't seen Die Hard, they mm-hmm. are, you know, to to, to use a, a previously coined phrase Frey, uh, flabbergasted they they mm-hmm. can't enter it doesn't enter into their mind the possibility that someone might not have seen the coolest film in the world because it's Bruce Willis and he's bald and he's uh, he feels like a chicken dinner and uh, <laughs> yippee-ki-yay mother scratcher and like all of that stuff and I'm like yeah it's fine like it's an enjoyable film and, and I get that blah blah but like I just I, I'm not that much invested in Die Hard as a cultural phenomenon.
1: Do you know the backstory of Die Hard um, as a movie, where it comes from and the things it's connected to and what it might have been? Do you know any, do you know anything about Die Hard beyond Bruce Willis and running around a building and uh, the Sheriff of Nottingham's no, there? I don't think so. Okay, I'm gonna tell you one of my favourite things that I that I learned this is this is a really fascinating story. It's worth taking a deep dive on because you can just think of the possibilities and the differences uh, and etc. So, Die Hard is um, is based on a book, a novel, and the novel is called Nothing Lasts Forever, and it's by a guy called Roderick Thorpe. Okay.
0: Okay.
1: Nothing Lasts Forever is part of a series of books uh, by Roderick Thorpe that uh, have the same protagonist. And the first book was called uh, the, De- 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 *The Detective*, and it was made into a movie in nineteen sixty-eight. So there is essentially a prequel to *Die Hard*. Can you guess which actor was originally the protagonist of the uh, Roderick Thorpe movie cycle? Harrison. No, it was made. It was made into a film in the sixties. Oh,
0: sorry. <clears throat> um, 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 Sydney Potter.
1: No, but you're you're heading towards the right wheelhouse. It was a Frank Sinatra movie. Oh right, and um, uh, they they're uh, obviously when they re- when they made Nothing Lasts Forever in the eighties, it was probably not going to be a Frank Sinatra movie anymore, and it became a a Bruce Willis film as well. Um, and if you if you want to kind of look it up and read about the genesis of it, you can kind of find out about all this stuff. But I read the book Nothing Lasts Forever um, last Christmas and it is a fascinating read alongside the movie Die Hard because it is the exact same story the exact same story beats only with this massively different character that you could imagine Frank Sinatra playing that you couldn't imagine Bruce Willis playing so the um the character in the in the novel is uh, he's he's kind of I read him as being Either Tea Party or a Libertarian. Okay. Okay. And and he's in his sort of uh he's older, he's in his sort of sixties, seventies, and he's kind of he's he's worldly wise and he's seen things in the war and <clears throat> all this sort of stuff. And he's got this really horrible because most of it's in his head, uh most of it's in a, in a in a monologue. As as he's sort of going around doing things, and you you hear his um his motivations for doing things, which you don't have the luxury of doing in Die Hard. So he's basically um cold bloodedly killing people because, uh, as as far as he's concerned, they might as well be Nazis. <laughs> wow and fascists and uh that's what we that's what we did to people back in nam and all this sort of shit okay. and, and um obviously in the in the film bruce willis is just kind of like tr- trying his best to save some hostages and uh and fuck about with some people to make sure his wife doesn't get hurt <laughs> and there's, there's there's this bit where this is this bit of the novel where he finds like the youngest member of the gang and he's just like he has the opportunity to not kill him and he's like nope you might be a, you might essentially be a young child but i'm gonna punch your face through a wall off we go <laughs> it's 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 really good it is it is the same it is exactly the same same story but you go through it as if you're donald trump's kind of wet dream it's 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 really it's really really interesting i've put some links to show no, uh, to it in show notes for you <clears throat> um it, it, is it a good book um yeah yeah, it's 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 quite a good book. I just didn't like the protagonist the way that um, I could kind of relate to Bruce Willis. Yes, and then Die Hard two is a different novel from what's well, obviously a different novel, but is a novel they bought in from a different series again, and I can't remember what that's from. Mm-hmm. So the, the sort of the Die Hard movies start with being book two of one series, and then they just get another series and bring that in, and then Die Hard becomes its own franchise that buys in stories to do things. Wow, um, and probably it's a Christmas story okay it's it is like Home Alone isn't it <laughs> uh, <clears throat> actually was, was Home Alone yeah
0: Home Alone was Christmas wasn't it oh
1: Home Alone is a very Christmassy movie yeah, the, the, you, yeah. You, you can't deny that Home Alone is a Christmas movie no, because no, right. um, yeah there you go <laughs> But no home alone is very very much focused on getting his family back for or his family getting back to him for christmas. Um that's that's a kind of a, a key plot of it. Um christmas is kind of the plot device that puts um the characters in the building for for, for die hard and I think that's yeah. where people <clears throat> that's where people say well it's not it's not about christmas it's just that christmas happens to some people. Mm-hmm. Um yes, I like it though. I like watching it at this time of year. It's, it's fine. The
0: same with Planes, Trains and Automobiles and Thanksgiving. It's it's the MacGuffin. Um yeah. it's it's the reason that the, the roads are jammed and that's one of my favourite films. Um so yeah.
1: Well Planes, Trains and Automobiles I always find has a, a real strong link to Home Alone because obviously John Candy.
0: Yeah, and is, it's it's a John Hughes film.
1: Yes, yes, yeah. it is that that well that that's true as well. But the John Candy trying to get somewhere as well is yes. uh, is a, is a nice um, shared piece of DNA that's um, more than just the director, but yeah, I do do, do take your point. Okay, uh, okay. So, what is your, what's your favorite Christmas movie? Then, come on. Oh.
0: Uh, okay. Right now. Oh, gosh, your crumbs! You've you've landed that one on me, and I don't have an immediate answer. Um. I can. I, I tend do you, like, to like a schmaltzy show?
1: film. Do you like a schmaltzy film? Mm,
0: no, I think okay. I think probably not. Um, although I think what I'm probably gonna say may may count as that, but um I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one out of left field and I'm mm-hmm. gonna say Lady and the tramp. Because okay. I believe it begins and ends uh on Christmas because if I remember rightly, Darling gets uh, Lady for Christmas. Okay. And when the film ends, uh it's so many years uh, maybe two years later because i think it does a whole like one year later and then the then lady's grown up and then she meets Tramp, and they have adventures and then they come home they, they they get dog married and then um it i think it ends on a couple of christmases later so uh and, and i got the film at christmas when I, was I think you're child.
1: possibly right that it that it does have those christmas bookends, um Toy, Toy Story, obviously, also um, has a – it's bookended by a birthday and a Christmas. Mm. Um, but, yeah, and I think you're right about that. And, right, so I'm interested in the bit where you say that you got it at Christmas. So tell me about that.
0: Yeah, so I was – oh, God, I don't know, six-ish, um, maybe. And it would have been <coughs> one of those times where Disney re-released um, some videos from the vault. Mm-hmm. Uh, because obviously you know, most of the films that we watched uh, most of the Disney films that we watched growing up were released from the vault because the first time I ever watched Jungle Book was on a pirated VHS which had chunks of the film missing. so for years I didn't know there were there were bits of the film that existed. Uh, oh, man. And, and I think it was it was pirated because it had recently been re-released to cinemas. Okay. And they've done this once before as well, because I remember, yeah. Anyway. Um, and so, you know, and then it's the same with like Snow White and stuff like that. And then it became, they, they got right back into making, because it almost feels like they had a break. And I, I wonder if that's true. Like it, it feels like there was a break and then you got you got into things like The Little Mermaid and, um, oh, sorry. I just got something very strange. I don't know if it was my a, a muscle twitch in my head uh, or some kind of weird static thing, but my headphones just started vibrating.
1: Wow. Wow.
0: Oh, that was disconcerting. Um, okay. yes. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it feels like there was a, there was a break in like Disney kid film production because. Right. I remember The Little Mermaid being one that came, that was one that actually came out. Uh, whereas all the other ones previously had been pre-releases. And so Lady and the Tramp was, was the first ever. VHS proper VHS copy of the film that I ever got um, on Disney home video, and uh, it had you know trailers for things, and then uh, and the film because that's how videos used to work. They used to have trailers, even though it was a film that you'd bought. They wanted to still advertise to you, um, and and I remember sitting down on probably on Christmas Day or Boxing Day, and uh, and and enjoying the, the heck out of the film.
1: Yeah, I've just got a a date for that. It seems to be nineteen eighty-seven.
0: Wow! Well, there you go. Um, So yeah, I mean that would have put me at four. Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
0: Whether they bought it the next year, I don't know. But I have an even earlier connection to that film because we had someone must have lent us a vinyl of a disney um album and i had or a couple actually and my mum had put these on cassette for me so she must have done that and then given the vinyls back because i've I've never seen the actual original lps Um, but lady in the Trout was one of the stories that was on there so i knew the story of jim dear and darling and lady before i'd ever seen the film uh and so when i got to unwrap the, the, pre- guys, weird. This is a, this is a 30 year old memory. When I got to unwrap the VHS, I already knew what the property was because okay. I heard the audio, uh, which is just bits of the film. Um, and then, you know, revoiced, you know, like they do with like the Star Wars read along books and those kind of things, but it was just an album that you could get. Um, and, uh, and it had a couple of the songs. Um, so it had that lovely racist, uh, Siamese. Uh, A cat song, which is kind of amazing. Um, We are Siamese, if you please. It's not okay. It's
1: not. It's not. It's not good. Like the crows in uh, in
0: Mm Dumbo. It's
1: it's, it's
0: very fun to sing. It's very fun to do it and do the voice, but you mustn't do the voice. I mean, it's a lot of fun, but you mustn't do the voice.
1: You mustn't do that. No, it's not. That's not good for business.
0: Something you can do in the privacy of your own home. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is a lot of fun to do that voice, but you mustn't do it in public because it's highly racist. Um, yeah, my my dad had it on in the car a couple of uh, weeks ago when he was picking up um, uh, my nephew, my nephews, his grandchildren, and I kind ca- I kept tight lipped about it because I didn't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the son who's always like, "Dad, you know this is probably hashtag problematic," and so I just kept tight lipped. But I was like. Eah.
1: Um, I'm so so want to do that. I so want to sing that song now. Oh God! So uh, while well, you've been talking, I'm just a, <laughs> doing a little bit of, uh, of internet research because yeah. I just want to stand up, stand up a few things that I'm going to attempt to speak to, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak to them very poorly because oh. I'm, I'm no great Disney historian, but I've got I've got the outline of it mm-hmm. in my head. Um, uh, so you were talking about uh, oh yeah, they weren't really making any films, etc. Um, so that's, that's you're like very much. You're quite so you're you're quite right that they were bringing out the old films on VHS for the VHS market and they marketed them as Walt Disney classics. Yeah. Um And then later on, that gets um, that gets um, not not rebooted. What's the word? Uh, retconned. Okay. To be to be Disney films that aren't Pixar films. Right. They become. Uh, called Walt Disney Classics. And that's, that's a delineation that they had for a while,
0: Yeah,
1: um, which now is kind of softening again because so many of the Pixar people are working on the Disney Classics line. Uh, but yeah, originally the Disney Classics was used to bring back the films from the 40s, 50s, 60s um, through the cinema, uh, sort of limited cinema, cinema releases and then onto the VHS market. Um, Then it stood for, this is a proper Disney film, not a Pixar film. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, now those are kind of being they're, they're not being crushed because they do still have distinct Pixar projects. But a lot of the films that come out, you can't pick if they're Pixar or Disney anymore because it's the same people.
0: Yeah, <coughs> uh, Inside Out, I think, was a Disney one. No, that's a no, Pixar that, property oh, Okay, there was one that, that I'm sure was recent that you that felt exactly like a Pixar thing, but, but was branded uh, as Disney. It's probably now, it's probably like
1: when... Rick and Ralph felt more Pixar than Disney.
0: Yes, that's Yes, that's very true
1: but most mostly the mostly the marker is that I think there's there's still like an historic um project of this famous Pixar slate that they had, mm-hmm. which they uh, evolved um at the point where they were writing Toy Story uh, supposedly yeah, Steve Jobs. Yeah. yeah, supposedly they they had a meeting and they they sketched out the outlines of most of the stories that they've actually gone into production with in like one or two days yeah. um allegedly. Um, uh, I don't know how how much that's a little bit sort of glamorized, but uh, but certainly they they had a kind of a a roadmap for for what they were doing. Then there's the the properties that they've done sequels to. Those are obviously under Pixar. Uh, but then I th- then I think most of the market that's between Pixar and Disney seems to be still technology based. So there's there's still a kind of a innovation and demonstration angle. Mm-hmm. To a Pixar project?
0: Yeah, well, you get a lot of that with shorts because that's that's been yes. news lately because of the short for Coco being not actually a short but just being a TV special that they've um, shoved in at the beginning of this film.
1: Oh, okay. What's yeah, that? Yeah, that's
0: so. Coco um, is this uh, was it? Dwellers? Oh, I'm not. I'm not going to attempt because I'm going to. I'm going to get it wrong. But it's the Mexican um, Day of the Dead film. Okay. Um, something with Guillermo and I'm going to get the, the actual first. Word and insult everybody, so um, that's, dear, that's, dear that's, Del Morte, yeah, um, thank you. And uh, so that's that's been out in cinemas, um, prepended with uh, what you know, what is ostensibly a Disney Pixar short, but it's not, it's it's an episode of a It's a TV special uh, from Frozen that was oh, supposedly yes. uh, scheduled for TV but didn't for whatever reason. It uh, didn't get picked up or didn't go on ABC, which is the, the Disney channel over in...
1: Isn't it supposed to be quite poor?
0: That might be the reason. Um And so they they cut out the bits that are obviously where you would put more commercial breaks. Um, right. And uh, they showed that at the cinema. And then they, they've said, because um, people have complained, and Disney came out and said, well, we said that it was going to be a limited run, so uh, it's going to be going away in a, in a couple of days. We meant to do that anyway, so... <laughs> So they're, they're sort of retconning this idea that, uh-huh. yeah, they, no, we're not pulling it because you don't like it. We we plan to do that all along, by the way. Um, so yeah, that's that's what's happening because uh, yeah, it, for whatever reason, they don't appear to have an actual shorty short. Okay. I've only ever seen one um, Pixar film that had a short, and that was a couple of years ago when I went to go and see the um, the, the the big fat robot. Um, Oh, Big Hero 6. Big Hero 6, which I thoroughly
1: enjoyed. So that was a Disney film, not a Pixar.
0: God damn it. Well, they had a short.
1: But then um, that gets confusing because it's a Marvel film. Ah. What? It's yeah. a, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's very, very, very rebooted, reimagined, but it's based on an old Marvel property. Oh, right. That's why Stan Lee's in it.
0: Oh, crikey. Um, well, I, that had, um, that had a short, which was called Feast, and it made my heart. Explode because it was so sweet.
1: Which and one is it?
0: Feast uh, is the story of uh, a, 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 a lad, um, sort of um, a young a young man. I think he's, he's not a teenager; mm. but he's a young man who gets a puppy and um, he feeds the puppy, gives him scraps, and then the, the puppy grows up with, with the fella. And then you know the, the fella starts to eat a bit different food, and so he's throwing different kinds of scraps that the dog doesn't necessarily like. Then the, um, then the fella goes on a date and there's the, a little bit of stuff there and then they get married and then there's a baby and then there's this thing now where the dog uh, starts to get destructive because he's upset because the baby's taken over the life, um, their life. Uh, so, you know, he, he's, yeah, he, he's not getting the same attention because the, the baby's come in um, and then the baby starts feeding him scraps of food and he's happy again. And it's right. just a gorgeous little heartwarming, beautiful little short. Uh, and I, I thoroughly, I mean, I, the, the, the original, um, toy, uh, tin, what's it called? Tin toy. Uh, that, that still gets me. Um, and, and I'm not an aficionado of all this stuff. Like I, I worked with a chap who, um, a while back who, who, like he knows all of this stuff like the back of his hand. I don't, but I, I really, a couple of those shorts I really appreciate. And Tin toy is still, Graphically not great, but what what Pixar did and and still do to a degree is, is capture the the sort of humanity um, and the personalities behind behind the pixels. Um, yeah, and and the the simple story of Tin Toy and um, this this toy that wanted to comfort a baby who's just hit his head.
1: Oh yeah. Um,
0: oh just oh god! I, I can I can well up just thinking about it. I'm so,
1: so sad. So Mark. Being as you just, you know, you know, wearing your heart on your sleeve here saying that you're 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 an emotional young man. You're not afraid to cry Um the fact that you haven't mentioned Paperman and Blue Umbrella means you haven't seen them. No. Um that's, that's in addition right. in addition to Elf, I want you to watch uh Paperman and Blue Umbrella. I think you'll find them on YouTube. Okay. They are um Blue Umbrella, I think is officially officially a Pixar one and Paperman is I think officially a Disney one. Um they're, they're both They both got very similar overall emotional uh, resonances and directions that they want you to go in. Um, they're both stunningly drawn, stunningly animated, and quite 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 moving. Um, I think you will get maximum feels from those two.
0: Oh wow!
1: Um, so get some tissues ready.
0: Okay.
1: Um, yeah, I'll uh, I'll try and find some links for you for them later. But they're, they're called yeah, Paperman and Blue Umbrella.
0: Fantastic.
1: And they are, they are lush. They are absolutely lush. Just going back to this continuity thing, because we kind of got it in a lovely way. Um, they, were, they were bringing out these VHS things, and then you said they didn't make some stuff. And this is the bit where I was trying to get my head around to make sure I say this to you right and get this correct. There is a period, and I'm not sure when people say it begins and ends, but there is a period where Disney was seen as being a spent creative force in terms of movies. Mm-hmm. And they had a series of duff major animated features that came out sure and it does coincide with the period that you're talking about where you where you got lady in the tramp
0: okay
1: and so if you look at the imdb you've got um you got robin hood
0: yeah
1: in, in 73 which i which i love a fox yeah. on
0: that phony king of england
1: then you've got rescuers in yeah. 77 which i think is i think people still like fox and the hound i don't think is as popular
0: no, but I tell you what, there is a beautiful. I've never seen the film, but I, you know, I had a, another like a, a Disney compilation cassette, and mm-hmm. um, there's a song in there called uh, we are the Best of Friends" or "Best of Friends," and okay. it's really sweet and lovely. And that's from. I, I subsequently found out that it's from Fox and the Hound.
1: Right. Okay. Oh, interesting. So that's,
0: there's a there is a redeeming factor in that there's a lovely song about um, a couple of unlikely buddies.
1: Hmm. Ah, unlikely Buddies. Yeah. All the best songs should have unlikely buddies.
0: <laughs> yes. Well that's that's one um, um DreamWorks uh specialise
1: in. Yeah, they do they they do. Um I always I always say I don't like DreamWorks films and then someone reminds me of a DreamWorks film that I really like okay. I go, Yeah, okay, they're 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 pre- they're pretty good. I think it's the Shrek thing that I don't like. Oh
0: really? I like I, uh, I I really like Shrek.
1: Um Shrek one so was okay. How
0: much, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how much I enjoyed it! Uh, it, it, it caught me by surprise. I wasn't expecting because I was, I was still a little bit cynical that that, at that, the age that it came out. Uh, mm. I think mean, it was just before uni, and so I was, I was still a little bit teenager and cynical. And um, no, it, it 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 got me, and a lot of it was the choice of music. Um,
1: well, here's a here's a here's a here's a, an idea for you. Um, so, uh, all star by Smash Mouth, and yeah. every word is Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> But it was that sort of era, wasn't it, of mm-hmm. kind of pop, poppy punk stuff.
0: Yeah, and, and that was that was the the first song in it. So yeah.
1: But that's what that so that's one of the the DreamWorks hallmarks that I don't enjoy. Actually, is the fact that they lean on contemporary pop music so much. Ooh, okay. Um, uh, it it can date things.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Quite quite yes. quickly. Um, in some bad ways. Um, a lot of pop music is not as much fun as the Shrek soundtrack. Mm. Um. And the and the Shrek soundtrack is very much in the fun end of my musical catalogue rather mm-hmm. than the this is good music end of my musical catalogue. Yes. Um and uh, if you see I think Happy Feet is a Dreamworks, Happy Feet is an abomination in terms and, and the music is the most problematic thing in it. It's just very, very, very weird seeing um Hugh Jackman and Nicole Kidman as penguins singing singing Redux versions of pop songs. It's it's not it's not a strong look, mate.
0: Where do
1: you land on um, Moulin Rouge? I like it. Okay. Uh, I, I, I enjoy Moulin Rouge. I, I think Baz Luhrmann is generally fairly interesting as a person, as a, as, a, as a director. I've not seen some of his films. I think, but did he do that Australia one that sounded very problematic?
0: Yeah, it was super boring.
1: Yeah, yeah. I didn't see that one. Um,
0: but the, the reason I ask is because they, they do that. Like, all of the music is, is contemporary. Well, well you yeah. know. It is
1: it's pop music. Yes, yes, um, but it's done with some style and some flair, which Happy Feet lacks. Okay. Um, there's more of a story. There's more emotional resonance in the in the characters, which Happy Feet lacks. Yes. And you um, don't have to sell Moulin Rouge to me, by the way, because I,
0: I I love
1: it. Yeah, and and and, and Moulin, Moulin Rouge was made for us. <laughs> And Happy Feet was made for children who don't have any awareness of that of that pop canon, and and that was that was slightly strange. So I don't I don't think kids in ten or fifteen years' time will necessarily get Moulin Rouge in the same way. They'll know some of the songs in it. Yes, but it it won't be an enduring piece. It's quite bubblegummy, quite disposable, really, in 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 a way. But it looks yeah. so good. It yeah. does look really, really nice. Yeah. Have you ever been to that part of Paris as well?
0: Yeah, I, I, I sat outside. I uh, sat at the cafe outside Moulin Rouge.
1: Yeah. Um, Where you was... get to pay an extra two euros for sitting outside. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, so the yeah. on terrasse
1: menu and looking, the inside menu. Looking
0: straight at the looking straight at the windmill. Nice. Yeah. Twelve. No, we, years still,
1: ago now. we stayed around there about the same time as I did. Two thousand eight. It was the oh. week when Obama became president. Oh. Wow. It was, when, it was when I was in Paris. Yeah. Oh, that's
0: mm. cool. Yeah, hmm. I was. Uh, it was 2005. Um, I'd done a, a bit of travelling with a couple of friends, and oh, nice. um, yeah, I travelled to Paris with my friend Liz, and uh, I went to Amsterdam with my friend Mo, and uh, yeah, that was that was
1: a good year for travel. Mo, travel. You have done arrive right for Cherub travel. We need. We got to talk about your travels in a second. I just need to pin. Uh, I just need to uh, put a pin in um, in Disney films for you for yeah. a second before we do that. Um, so the the, the the historical moment that I'm struggling to pin down, I think in the late '80s, you've got you got some rotters. You have got Basil the Great Mouse Detective. And you've got Oliver and Company, which I've never even heard oh, of.
0: Oh yeah, that's um that's the Oliver Twist
1: uh, thing. Oh, is it? Yeah. And then you move to Little Mermaid. Now, actually, this period where they where they <laughs> were having stinkers isn't that isn't that long. Mm. No. Uh, but it's kind of blown up out of all proportion. But I mm. think at this particular point, they lost key personnel because a rival studio opened. Um, and this is when you get Five Goes West.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Which looks like a Disney film. Yes. And that's because it was all Disney animators. And so they had a real, they had a sudden brain drain of people.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think in a lot of ways them the rebuilding after that meant that they slowed down the speed of output, the quality dropped off a bit. And I think that probably opened up a bit of space mm-hmm. as you head into the mid nineties to get Pixar coming in.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: But I as that. I say, my, my grasp of the history is, is, uh, you know what I mean? I can, I can see the pieces. I just can't quite tell you where they, where they all fit. No, I
0: think that's a that, pretty good job.
1: that was what was going on. So Christmas films, Mm. Christmas films. I was interested. Well, I was interested in what you said about you got it at Christmas. So it's a Christmas film. So, um, we were talking about this at home the, the other day. There is, uh, there is a generation of people for whom Harry Potter is a Christmas film. Oh, wow. Or the, or the Harry Potter sequence. Is a Christmas film, and The Lord of the Rings a Christmas film? Yes,
0: I absolutely understand The Lord of the Rings because the only reason I went oh well, with Harry Potter is I can't remember what time it came out in cinemas, whereas Lord of the Rings was always towards the end of the year, and then the following year they would release a four-hour extended DVD version.
1: Yes, yes. Who's got time for that?
0: I, I have because I got them. I know. You. <laughs> I mean, I don't have time to watch them anymore. <laughs> um, but yes.
1: Um and so there there are sort of films that you that you connect with the time just because mm-hmm. they're films that you watch at the time. So obviously, obviously the the um the the joke that all stand-up comedians will lean on is about the sound of music and the Great Escape, even though they probably haven't been on at Christmas for <laughs> for fifty years. That's, um, that's so embedded in the race memory that you can still draw on it and play it to a crowd now. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, and Star Wars for me because th- those had their terrestrial broadcasts um, first restaurant premiere, as they call it. Um, those, ha- those happened at Christmas as well. So those were kind of boxing day films. Yes. You just, you would take those off the telly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Absolutely.
1: And then you'd have, um, you'd have the, uh, the local variation of, um, uh, oh, I can't even remember what the, what the, the sofa chain chain was. There was, there was a sofa tra- chain over here that collapsed about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, They they bought but didn't use the trading name of a sofa company in Guernsey and Jersey, right? Okay. And so the national ads would play with jingles, and somebody would have replaced the word, Mm. and it wouldn't scan. Oh, it was Courts was the Courts was the English company, wasn't it? I don't
0: remember this, but
1: they were a sofa bedding company, and they would have songs with jingles, and they were called Courts in the UK. And in Guernsey, they were called Brennan Longley. Now, there's a lot of syllables in Brennan Longley. Yeah,
0: yeah. And
1: not many in courts.
0: <laughs>
1: so my, uh, my first VHSs of Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back had these adverts for courts. <laughs> but the word Brennan Longley cram- crammed into the space where they would sing courts in the jingles. Oh, amazing. They used, um, they used a Python song. Okay, um the one from meaning of life remember that you're standing on a planet that's revolving
0: <laughs> okay
1: they they use that sorry i've gone very oh, very no. speeds now they uh yeah they, they had they had a bloody advert where they bought a python song so i i assume that john cleese got divorced again that week
0: no no no, no. i no. i'll tell you what it'll be it'll be what? it'll be eric Idle because eric Idle wrote most of the music i know he, he did yeah he but he didn't get divorced big... all the time
1: did he sorry he didn't get divorced all the time did he no
0: but he's he loves money Okay. Yeah. (laughs) John Cleese needs money. (laughs) (laughs) Eric Heidel just loves. That's what. I mean, why do you think, you know, he keeps trying to ring. Because he never. I mean, uh, apart from the Ruttles, which he then screwed up because he got greedy again, he's never been able to really shake off Python and make a success of his own. Um, You know, Terry, Terry Jones went and did a few things, but he never. Like, he never p- harped on Python. Uh, obviously, the same with Palin and Cleese. Uh, Gilliam, very much the same. Um, whereas Idol just kept kind of ringing Python for, for as much money as he could get out of it, which is why you end up, in my personal opinion, with the likes of Spamalot. Um, right. Which never needed to be a thing. Um, no. I don't think there's any value to that. And, and you know, <clears throat> I saw the... Um, the live show a couple of years ago, and that was wonderful. The, the big reunion thing, twenty fourteen. I was, you know, I managed to get tickets or had <laughs> ticket. Uh, and they did a couple of songs from the, from Spamalot, which I wasn't, I didn't know, but I was like, okay, well, this must be from Spamalot. Um, but yeah, he's he's the guy um, who will he's known as the six ni- sixth nicest Python, um, and he is, from what I can gather, a little money grubber, and so I, it would not surprise me that he would have happily sold. That song to a commercial company because John Cleese would do commercials, but he'd do his own shit. That's the difference. Like, he would actually do his own stuff. He would write stuff for the commercials or do things that way. Um, he wouldn't, I don't think I've ever seen John Cleese reuse anything. I mean, he did, oh, a, sort of, yeah, he's reused. He did a sort of Basil Faulty thing for the, was it Tesco?
1: Specsavers.
0: Uh, I don't remember Specsavers, but I remember their Super chain. The supermarket okay. game that he did, and it was either Sainsbury's or Tesco, um, and and he was a sort of faulty esque thing. Um mm. I don't remember him really using any Python stuff.
1: Okay, well, yeah, it wasn't. You're right, it wasn't Python, but he did do, and this was in the last eighteen months, two years. Uh-huh. He did, um, and oh god, he looks old, and he doesn't look yeah. well, and <laughs> and it's very sad. Um, he did a Specsavers advert. Right. Obviously, Specsavers is about um, your vision and being able to see. He redid the beating up the mini sketch. Oh. Which obviously he's also using clockwise as well as in Forty Towers. So it is, it's more like his signature piece, I guess. <laughs> he did that, only he accidentally beat up a police car rather than his own car.
0: Right.
1: Because he should have gone to Specsavers. Yeah, there you go. Um, and yeah. it was, it was, it was just sad.
0: Yeah, the thing is, I, I don't know, because I think I don't begrudge people, like, there, there are some people, like Stephen Fry, who just enjoy doing. Ads, they just, because they, they don't have a moral thing about it. They don't really care. And I'm mm-hmm. sure if they were going to, I'm sure if there was a, a question about it being a certain company that they didn't necessarily want to support, I'm sure there would, there, there would be a thing there. Maybe not so about, about, um, John Glees, but, um, I, I kind of don't begrudge people who are like, no, I'm going to quite happily do this. You know, Rob Bryden will happily say See in store for details if, if you ask him on the street and pay him a thousand pounds. Um, you know, there, there's and he'll do any issues. voice you want. Yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so I, I think I think there is a there there, there is a, a group of people who are are not minded. You know, they, they they just they don't care about the implications of that, or what it means, or whether it's sad because it's like, what?
1: Yeah, okay, uh, it's just just strange. to articulate the 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 problem with it <laughs> actually, um, it, it's it's not some kind of strange oblique Marxist critique of advertising. <laughs> that i'm that I'm pulling here i think what's what's sad about it is is that when you watch and it's the same in clockwise as in forty towers actually so he, he does reuse that beating up the car thing in the movie clockwise. Uh, clockwise yeah he does do it um but in both times there's uh there's there's, there's, a, there's a there's a there's a story and there's a reason and there's a character and there's a whole set of things going on and it's those things that make a man beating up the car funny mm-hmm um and now it's become this just just empty signifier of a funny thing that you can just play it and go ha ha ha! you remember that don't you yeah um uh, and it's um so it, it's the sort of thing that ends up in one of those countdown programs so Stuart Lee does the bit about um hand, double, hand, through, hand, through, hand, hand up hand up
0: what? I just did a bit of research because I, I, I <clears throat> I've seen the film a lot and and I, I really couldn't. Was your hand do that. up on the
1: script just then? By the way, was your hand up on the script? No,
0: Matt. No, I should have done that. Oh. Um, my hand up was. My hand is actually up in real life.
1: So I can't um, see that.
0: No, no, it's genuinely my hand is up. Um, I don't think he beats up a car. He does beat up a phone in a phone booth. He does. That's what he beats up, and it is. It's the same beat. Like, so yeah. I, I know why you've made that because it is the same yes. beat. And it's the same frenetic, um, just completely frustrated, impotent rage. But it happens uh, to a phone box. I'm just looking at the the, the, the little scene now because I had to go. It. So it's like, uh, not that I doubt you, but I sort of doubted you. Um, so yeah, there you go. I just wanted to. I just wanted to quickly make that point
1: because you're much more professional than me. I didn't hear you playing it because. Um, no, no, straight-
0: I don't even need to. I, I, I'm looking at the first frame and it's just brought it back straight into memory. Now, I know exactly what happens.
1: Okay. Now, I was going to say, it just uh, it gives me an opportunity to apologise earlier on for when you heard something blare out of my computer. Did you hear it? No, but I've
0: been doing oh, the same thing because YouTube
1: auto-playing. And- YouTube autoplaying. Yeah. but also I'm used to having my headphones in my computer. Right. And uh, now I'm using the headphone patch on the mic. Ah, and so what I'm getting is I'm getting you from Skype and I'm getting me from the mic, yes. and that's lovely. Yes. But I didn't realise that the speakers were still bloody live in the... Yeah. So I thought that was going to mix up into my speakers and I was going to hear it and you wouldn't be able to. So that was that was annoying. So, yeah, no, it's, so it's that thing of it just becoming a meaningless bit and people go, ha, 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 yeah. that's funny. Yeah. Rather than it actually being a bit that's got... Some joke and some reason for for existing, uh, which which it used to. And that, that, I think that's why I found it was sad. I think if John Cleese does an advert, that is him doing an advert and it is funny, I'm fine with that. But yes. just just go kind of go. I'm just I'm just going to reach into the box here and just put that there again.
0: Yeah, I'll just lean on that.
1: Again. No. Just enough. just just play me the clip of Forty Towers if you want. <laughs>
0: yes.
1: And have the day off, mate. Um, but then, you know, some p- people who I like can do adverts, and it can be horrific. What's those Martin Freeman adverts? You yeah, seen those? I've seen those? But I,
0: uh, we've, I think this has come up on
1: um, on Leopard. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, there you are. Oh, yes, of course. When we were talking about him, they don't, they don't even make any sense. <laughs> and, and that's and that's uh, that's the sort of thing that shouldn't be allowed to be played in his main territory. <laughs> he should be he should be out in Japan doing Centauri Time adverts um at that level i find that endlessly fascinating don't you
0: it is it is a like yeah Al Pacino doing um an advert for sky or whatever it is uh over here like we get the same things over here um bacon
1: yeah. this EE campaign that's been going on for years oh god yeah which is all based around bacon numbers as a concept
0: yeah well to be quite
1: you have to be quite internet literate to understand what that advert's for because they never reference it anymore. They just they they in the original one they were kind of like everyone knows me because of the internet. I and then they forgot I, I about it. I
0: don't. Um, I don't associate the internet part of it because it, it, it's something that's preceded that. It's not. It's not an internet name to book me. Um, and so people who are not conversant with the internet understand they wouldn't call it Bacon Number because that's an internet thing to give it like a nice internet friendly name. But the the six degrees of separation is a book thing rather than an internet thing.
1: Yeah, but six degrees of Kevin Bacon is the joke that they that they were going for at the start. They weren't doing six degrees of separation; they were doing six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah, no,
0: but the the six degrees of of the six degrees of Kevin Bacon is a is a book thing um, rather than an it, it's not I don't think it's an internet meme. Uh, it's 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 it was something that was written. Sorry,
1: Bacon Bacon or separation? Sorry.
0: Well, the the, 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 the degree of it's the, the original thing. separation it's thing, the was a, thing was a
1: thing, but the, but the Kevin Bacon thing is a particular thing.
0: Yeah, but it's the, uh, the being able to connect um, Kevin Bacon with uh, being able to use Kevin Bacon as a nexus for connecting films. Yes, uh, I believe it's a book thing rather than a, an internet thing.
1: Oh, did it the right. idea of
0: the bacon number, I think, is very internet, uh, yes. because yeah, you know, then you can assign people it, because that's something that can be done al- you know, al- algorithmically. But I'm, I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that the, the six degrees of, of, of Kevin Bacon is still a book thing that sort of, yeah. Uh, and so the reason I say that is I think people who are not conversant with internet memes understand this idea uh, of, of that game.
1: Okay. Ooh. Ooh. That was good. I never told you what my favourite Christmas film is.
0: No, you didn't. Please do.
1: Um we always watch Elf at the moment. Yeah. That's that's been that's been on rotation every year. We always watch Um Home Alone Most mm. Years. Um I do I do fit in a bit of Die Hard just to, you know, feel like I'm down with the internet kids. Um I like and it's not it's not a recurring film, but I like a good Christmas ghost story. Oh. And the BBC over the last few years have been very, very good at delivering a good Christmas ghost story. They um, they gave Mark Gatiss uh, a chance to do a few specials over the past few years. Um, he, oh God, I can't remember who it was. He, not last year, last year was a bit of a fallow period. But the year before that, he did something where he got uh, an old an an, an oldie timey author that he was a big fan of because you know he's got like quite a deep victoriana knowledge um he got some old victorian author that he really loved and he he put together a few dramatizations of a few of his stories Mm -hmm. and they were fantastic i will have to try and find whether who uh, what yeah i'll try and find a name for those Mm for you. um the uh, couple of years before that, he did a couple of original stories um, of his own, um, which were really good as good as well. And yeah, if there's a good ghost story on at Christmas, a good new dramatisation, I really liked. I don't anymore because they've they've massively lost the plot. But I was really into Jonathan Creek Christmas specials for a long time as well. I think at its best, Jonathan Creek is fantastic. In its most recent incarnation, it's not fantastic at all. I did, I, I can't remember why I didn't like it. I just remember watching it going, oh, you broke the nice thing. Uh, okay. um, you ever watched Jonathan Creek? I've watched one. Um,
0: <clears throat> I think I, I'm not entirely sure why. I I think it's some something that when I was a bit younger, if they weren't, if my parents didn't like them, I think mm-hmm. I then had a thing of, well, I, I probably don't like them. Um, okay. That that's that changed when I independently started really loving Spooks. and oh. uh, my mum especially didn't like it, but my dad wasn't
1: that fussed. We was she upset we, when they fried Lisa Faulkner's face?
0: We she never got that far. I think I think she just watched the first episode and was like, "This is this is too over um, the top."
1: I thought that happened in the first episode. It's, it's one or
0: two. You know, I think you're right. It
1: probably is it's very early, episode. wasn't it? Because it was it was, right. it was, it was almost like. It was almost like killing Drew Barrymore at the start of Scream. Yes. It was like, but but we like the blonde lady. Where why why did you fry her face?
0: Yes, indeed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, me, me, me and my dad are big Matthew McFadden fans. Um, okay. We are Matthew McFadden's. And uh, <laughs> like Matthew McFadden's, oh I'm him that for now because I like finding names for people. Like I, I will always think of um, of that man from uh, from the Matrix as um, as Larry Fishbone. So I think um, Ma- Matthew McFonians is going to be my new name. <laughs> That's so Matthew amazing, McFonians. Um, yeah, we, we really like him. Um, and I was sad. Spoilers: when he got when he um, when he swam away, and then he came back, and then he got and then he got um, excommunicated. He never got killed, actually. I think he just got. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, he's. I know he, he never got excommunicated. He quit
1: didn't he didn't he didn't he or is his head canon didn't he go and work with the lady from ashes to ashes didn't he go and live with her or something
0: in real life yes
1: but no okay real life. that wasn't that wasn't their characters yeah okay. no in real life he did uh
0: no she carried on for another couple of series and then she got
1: she got another life and got sent away didn't she
0: oh yes i think you're right uh and the um
1: And now is everybody dead?
0: The fellow that worked with he with her, um where he dropped the, the first F bomb that I can properly remember being in a BBC TV program, <laughs> uh that was quite a shocker. Uh I think he got a bullet to the to the noggin.
1: Uh, right. and then yeah, then
0: they started bringing in um people from um costume dramas and then uh the man from
1: Robin Hood. Right. John Snows in it, isn't he? Oh! Oh! I think that's in the film. They made a film? Oh yeah.
0: I think me, Danny and Caroline tried to sit down and watch. In fact I think we did. I think we just might have been a few sheets to the wind and it wasn't really uh-huh. it wasn't really sinking in. I don't think we really enjoyed it very much.
1: Because isn't it isn't it just Harry that's left and now he's got Jon Snow and It is because The lady from um, the last train. Is she still there?
0: Uh she no, I think something happened. I can't remember what. Oh, yeah, no, she got, I think she got sent away. Um, I think she had to go and live on an island somewhere. Like, I think there was like, there was like, a whole thing because what was so lovely about that... Is, she is that was,
1: like in Neighbours when they send everyone to New Zealand? <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. Nicola Walker is one of my favourite um, British actresses.
1: She is, you like her a lot, don't
0: you? I do like her a lot. Um, and uh, this was the first thing I'd ever seen her in, And And what was really cool is BBC 3 used to have a an after show thing like they did with Doctor Who for a while, uh, at least have an after show thing I think, uh, or it was a special or something I'd watched where her and the man who plays Harry had, um, w- were, were basically maintaining that there was a um, an under the radar relationship between, an unspoken relationship between the two characters and this was not endorsed by the writers, this was not scripted <laughs> this was just something that they were playing for themselves that was not the plan And then it subsequently got made the plan. But again, in a very British, understated, it's never really been talked of kind of way. You see this affection between the two of them. And then when, yeah, when she ends up um, being sent off to New Zealand, uh, that's very sad. And then, yeah, Harry's literally the only one left Running, running MI5. Hmm. It's probably I, I, um, I, so. It's, yeah, yes, yes. If, if
1: you did, if, if that was the first thing you saw, Nicola Walker in, yeah. then you probably haven't seen the last train, which no. is amazing.
0: Uh, I've been told it's good. No, you it's to watch good. that. Yeah, you,
1: you, you would like it a lot, and yeah. also, um, uh, it's what it's one of my favourite lines from. Um, uh, I, it's either Fist of Fun or it's uh, this morning with Richard, not Judy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they used to do, do a bit on those programs where um, Rich would say something very rich herring and Stu would be disappointed at him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he'd say, Rich, you've let me down. You've let yourself down. And then suddenly he goes, you've let Nicola Walker from The Last Train down. And she's in the front of the audience. Oh, wow. It's really lovely. It's a really nice little Aww. kind of throwaway, really odd little thing. And yeah. she's just there going, yeah, I'm watching Fist of Fun. This is great. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, she's, she she's really good.
0: She's a really weird egg because she does really good dramatic stuff and plays it plays an absolute blinder. But then she'll just play some bonkers, know nothing character in. Like I really liked. Um, go, uh, was it heading out, uh, moving out, going out? Um, it was uh, it uh, Sue, Sue Perkins' um, sitcom, and it only only managed six episodes, but it was lovely, uh, and it was about.
1: The British out, out, the great British Going Out Out of.
0: Great British Going Out Out of. And it was it was about um her being a lesbian and the arc being how she was eventually going to come out to her parents because she was out everywhere else because she'd never had the conversation with her parents and so um Nicola Walker was in it as just this mad sidekick who was just kind of bonkers and doesn't say a lot. And then she'll you know, she'll go and play a blinder in something like um River. Uh is it River? Um, with the, the mad cop? Speaking uh, of the spiritual river, with uh, Stellan Skarsgård.
1: Uh, mad cops? And, yeah. Uh, he's,
0: um, he, it's, it's, it was very reductive of me to say mad. He was, um, he was a cop with a sort of, not a dissociative disorder, because it wouldn't be that. It would be, uh, the spoiler, which is right from the beginning, is that his partner, his cop, his police partner, who he had a sort of deep friendship with, is mm. dead. And he keeps seeing her, but he also keeps seeing lots of other people. So he knows that they're not real, but he still has very real conversations with them. Okay. Um. And no,
1: I, don't, I don't know what... It's
0: good. Yeah, it's good. And she was she was amazing in it. Uh, that was only a couple of years ago. It's worth a watch, uh, if you can find it. I believe it is called River. Um, oh, and yet, for some reason, Stellan da- Skarsgård is in a British um, police department and nobody...
1: So this is like, like yeah, like. Uh, of Man from the IT crowd <laughs> in Bridesmaids.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Which yeah. at least at least they do outright say there is a line of dialogue which is like, "Oh, you're Irish. How come you're an American cop?" And he just kind of goes, "Yeah, I, I, that's why I am. So fuck off."
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> which um, is a, a ballsy piece of writing, really. Yeah. To just go, I'm just going to underline this problem with the casting. Yeah give no solution <laughs> and then we're all going to talk about cupcakes for the rest of the movie yes um, he's very good in that
0: yeah that film very good yeah I like it so
1: the uh, the, the Harry the and um, yeah we could do what's what's her name Nicola Walker's character in Spooks again
0: uh, he would say Margaret but it isn't Margaret
1: it's you know what we like should call Margaret. this show we should call this John and Mark don't know their names because there's <laughs> lots of you know the guy with the thing and the, the mad one with the um Oh, I was going to say the nicest uh, after after those two the nicest uh, relationship that is not consummated on a screen that you can tell is a relationship in any fiction is in Star Wars Rebels. Have you been watching that? No. Oh, mate, I it's very understand. good. No, no, okay, okay. It's it's very good. Yes, but it's a bit hamstrung by being twenty five minute episodes. Yeah. So there's a lot of just sudden Oh, now we're here. Ah, resolution. Yeah. But um, because it's kids TV, they they don't want to have any sexy time, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, they've made a decision to go even tamer than the limited amount of sexy time you have in Star Wars. But they've got two characters who have got a very sort of similar feel as a partnership as Han and Leia. And you can kind of tell that they are mum and dad of the of the whole family of the ship and that they have a really, really kind of like deep committed relationship, but it's never like, they're never snogging because it's, it's cartoon. It's, it's fascinating how they've done it, how you can totally get the vibe without ever seeing anybody even touching hands. Yes. It's, re- it's, it's really nicely done. Yeah. Um, and more people should do that rather than having face chewing scenes.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: These chewing scenes are tiresome. Yes.
0: And
1: they're going to get really awkward as my kids get a bit older. <laughs>
0: Why get...
1: are they doing that? Yeah. Well, we watching something the other day. It was, it was Elf. In In Elf, there's a really... There's, there's like... Um, no, spoilers for you, isn't it? But there is is there there is a scene where a character kisses another character and one character says to the other, oh, you haven't done it right. And then there's kind of face mash. Yeah. And you're like, oh... <laughs> All right, <laughs> it's fine to be honest. To progress the story, yes. oh, when, when when did you hang out?
0: Um, in, uh, in 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 approximately eight minutes.
1: Okay. Um. Mm... So New York
0: was really good. Um, it was really really tiring. Um, I when I said that pizza is not a dinner food. Uh, I meant that one single slice of pizza is not a dinner food. Uh, to do some follow-up, uh, not,
1: some, f- not enough food or it's not not balanced. What are you saying there? It's just,
0: no, well, it, it was basically what I said when I said last week was um, a slice of pizza. I was explaining what a slice of pizza is. You know, what, when you <laughs> when you buy a pizza by the slice, what that means. And I was suggesting that it's not a, a tea time, a dinner food because yeah, it's not enough. It's one okay. slice of pizza. It's still a very big slice of pizza. So it's a it's it's a it's a decent. It's a little lunch there, but it's not dinner. Um, episode number confusions.
1: Um, so I, I was calling the, the, the last week. I was saying, "Oh yeah, we're on episode 10 and we were like on episode twelve.
0: Oh yeah, we yeah. We, well, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, you you said happy tenth thing, and that's that's from a while ago. That's all right.
1: Uh, you were kind enough to just let me do it.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, finding Spider Man.
1: Did you find Spider-Man? You promised no. that you would find Spider-Man for our friends what? at oh, Swinging Through Spider-Man.
0: Yes, Swinging
1: Through Spider-Man is uh, is a new podcast coming soon. No, it's um, out. They're is on, on episode out? two. And oh, so cool. um, they, uh, they messaged me the other day and they're really excited. They've had a really, really good response to it. Oh, um, that's, that's lovely to
0: know.
1: From, uh, from a cold start. Um, they've uh, they've got listeners and stuff happening. So that's really cool. This is a, a, a group of friends of the show who are... Reading every Spider-Man story in comic book history from the beginning. That's cool. That's pretty nuts. Did you just did you just press a button on the screen?
0: I just,
1: yeah, I had a link. Oh, oh okay, okay. I I've saw been a, doing it like video,
0: mate. The, this, this, this episode is full of show notes, full of links. There's so the,
1: in, many links. Um, there's a link in it I didn't even explain. No, you Which didn't. is Bernard, Bernard and the Genie. Yes. Um, did you see that when it came out first time around? No, I
0: don't know that, what that is.
1: Bernard and the Genie should have been on TV every Christmas okay. since like 1991 or something like that. And for some reason it aired once and then it was put out on VHS and then it's never been out on DVD and it's kind of been deleted. And you could just about get a copy of it on Amazon. But someone's uploaded it to YouTube now. It's Lenny Henry
0: hmm.
1: and um, Alan Cummins. Oh, wow. And Alan Cummins is a kind of down at heel. Isn't
0: that, isn't that Alan Cummings?
1: is he is he coming oh, I thought he was Cummins. He's a coming Alan Cumming. Alan yeah. Cumming. Uh the the uh original version of Toad in X-Men, is that the character's name? Man. Dunno, he was one of the bad he was one of the baddie guys. Sure. Um anyway. <clears throat> very, very good actor. Mm. Uh so he's he's basically a down at heel character who has the classic um get made, redundant, uh, or get fired, lose your girlfriend, day just before christmas and um then he finds a lamp and he rubs it and then henry appears
0: okay
1: so so it's, it's it's aladdin um but in 1991 it must be because um terminator 2's on in the cinema as a, a recurring joke throughout the film All right. okay it's it's a it, it, it's it's a lot it's a lot of fun i think i was 12 when i watched it maybe it's not
0: <laughs> it's so hard to know now isn't it
1: it really is it really yeah. is
0: yeah. Oh, cool. Well, that's good. That's good to know. Um, and then, uh, oh, hello! I've, I've, I've scrolled, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Uh, so I played um, uh, as much of Thimbleweed Park on the plane home as I could. I was okay. sat next to a large German lady and a slightly smaller German man who were pushing the Bloom family. They were on their way to New York. The family who were uh, on the way back from new york having looped their gloops and uh, so i was sort of and I, you know i'm not going kind to of fat shame I'm certainly not the size i am but uh, i i tend to occupy the seat and no more um whereas i think what was happening is the the lady blesser um w- was sort of pushing her partner further to the left which then pushed me further to the left and nobody seemed to be embarrassed by this and so I kept getting arms and various things in my face. Um, uh, or when he tried to, when he wanted to turn around and, and put his head on his partner's shoulder, that basically means that he was shoving my bum, his bum, in on, on top of mine, and it was just a little bit. And there was kept, no room
1: to move or anything. There was,
0: there was no, not really. And uh, I was sort of eating. I tend to eat plain um, meals one handed because. Um, you know, otherwise you're trying to do this weird pincer movement where you don't display your elbows or man spread. Uh, and so, um, yeah, so, uh, but in, in between him sort of doing a cough that wasn't a cough, wasn't a proper cough every seven seconds, just going, ah, uh, 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 every, every now and then. <laughs> Um, it was it was a, a little bit annoying and then the Lufthansa um, see this is the thing it took me ages to find out where the uh, where I could plug the horrible cheap headphones in that they make you give back because they're stingy, um, Oh, it took me ages to find out where you can actually plug them back in um, right. because it turns out that it's in the head it, it's in the, the armrest I didn't even know there was an armrest because oh,
1: because of the aforementioned yeah
0: so, uh-huh. there's that um again that's like, fine um so I, I played a, I played a fair bit of bumblebee parker played as much as I could before my uh, De- uh, before my switch uh pieced out um and that was a lot of fun so that was that homework uh, from two weeks ago I still haven't seen instructions for humans because I've been in New
1: York New york camp
0: um and I don't know when I'm going to be in town because let's face it I'm not going to make a trip just to go and see that um but the next mm-hmm. time I'm in town it's something I will do. Um uh, cause it's not like it's you know, I can't I I can't just you know, just go, it's not a thing that can you know. Not that it takes an hour and a half to freaking right? mm-hmm. Um so that's not gonna happen until I'm in town and then I did the thing from last week and sent you did you, uh, sent you a video of me editing an episode.
1: You did, that was and you did it really quickly. Yeah. Was that usual? Um, yeah, yeah, I haven't finished my job yet, so I haven't got to the bit where I do all the settings. But um yeah, it was fantastic. Thank you. Cool,
0: no, pleasure. Um,
1: um So you're probably 100%. you're probably 100%. at your heart out now, aren't you?
0: Uh at the moment it seems like uh there I possibly have an extension. Oh. Okay.
1: that for I finished the gridvent calendar that yes! went that was live and it's full of twenty five interesting things that I found about designing with grids and using css uh so that's at the plan.co.uk forward slash grid event yes um have you just added that yes oh, i thought so because there was there's this green on my screen um i have 36 hours left to finish finalizing the cat <laughs> insurance um nothing's going to crystallize my action on this more than the pending deadline of it becoming the seventh of december which so oh yeah god by the time this airs mate i will <laughs> i will have um i will have sorted the, the cat insurance and i just need to i just need to walk down the road and get some sand to gather some piss so um yeah, if you're new to the show day, welcome uh, <laughs> and uh if you made uh, it this far then god bless you if I, yes yes this has been a bit scattergun hasn't it yeah um, uh, I uh, right. genuinely,
0: um, to, to go off piece very quickly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um I put this on Twitter a, a, a little while ago, um, earlier today, that, like I do three podcasts now and they're very concise in as much as like, I know what each one is. Um, and they're regular and like, I, I'm, I'm in such a, I I'm up really happy to actually, but I in such a like really nice, happy space with the, with the show. Um, and it feels like it's a, it's it's a like I really, really enjoy sitting down to record each of of the things that I do, and it comes down to, you know, enjoying spending time with people, but also talking about things that I care about, and and like as much as I've had fun doing shows with other people before, uh, and you know, I did one for a couple of years with a with a friend, and, and and it just occurred to me this morning, like I don't really think about that show that much, um, because. We were trying to find things to do on the show that didn't mean we just had a conversation because we didn't have that much in common. Like we broadly liked a couple of things.
1: I, I, I at th- Tiffany's and <laughs> that's about it. You both kind of liked it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, I remember the film, um, I guess.
1: Sorry, mate. No, Sorry.
0: no, that's great. Um, nice bit of business there. Um, uh, but like, he, he really likes a lot of the sort of the the geek pop culture stuff, and uh, you know, I, I like the Marvel Cinematic Universe film, and that's cool. But other than that, and a little bit of gaming, we don't have that much overlap. And so we would just end up trying to find other things to do on a show, like play games and stuff, and it was never, it never really felt that cohesive. Um, whereas these three shows that I do, um, like, I'm I'm really delighted by them, so uh, I you know I very much enjoy sitting here and uh, having, and having our time together. Um, oh. How did you get
1: on with the editing? I haven't done much since uh, we we last spoke, so nothing really. <laughs> um, but. Um, I've I've gotta do that tutorial on just getting the timelines right and then I've gotta follow your video of how to do my settings at the end and then it'll it'll be done. It'll be done in time for Christmas.
0: Cool.
1: So that's so that's that's all good. Um I've made some progress. Yeah man. in terms of my in terms of my overall uh, in terms of my overall struggles rather than that specific one. Good. <laughs> it hasn't actually been that long since we recorded really. Uh no,
0: it's been for you it's been longer because so
1: you were further away.
0: <laughs> yes absolutely um can you should we should we
1: talk about prongs? yes what, yes what what is this i mean so, so yeah go on. right um i'm more i'm more i'm more interested in my initial reaction to it and your initial reaction <laughs> to it than i am in it actually yeah, yeah yeah so here's what happened to me and this is something that's a little bit of a problem with stuff and how I get it now I got um, Nick who I present Pod with he sent me a link and it was just like holy shit mate and then he'd put in uh, originalprongles.com and um, my phone had taken over and produced a little card showing me a preview of this website and I just looked at it and I was like why did you send me a thing about crisps (laughs) I haven't got the time for that I'm going to get on with my life. (laughs) And I think when I sent it to you, the same thing may have happened.
0: Well, no, because I'd seen a couple of weeks ago, I'd seen this, someone just posted a photo, whether it was from Instagram or or originally from Twitter, that was of a shopping, an aisle in the supermarket. Oh. It was a corner of an aisle in the supermarket or a display stand which had these two flavours of prawns and so oh. that was my first reading of it.
1: ah so
0: when you sent me the website that that's when I'm like okay is it a joke that's now got out of hand or what what I'm so used to just because of the kind of people I've done business with in the past which is a certain type of person and I won't get into that but like there is a there is a type of person who just goes well that thing's successful if I make a quick adjustment to it uh, I can try and get some of that money. It's the same kind of people who right. who, who put themselves in the yellow pages under like double A plumbers. Like it's yeah. it's the same kind of people with no actual imagination.
1: Two million dollar homepage, two million dollar homepage. <coughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. Yes, absolutely. What about um, six minute apps? Six minute apps. Yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> those, <laughs> those people. And so I thought Prongles was a six minute app. then. Okay. Um, so, so that was my understanding of it, but. Um, Apparently, I'm just looking at it. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the uh, at the know your main thing, and my brain is is starting to
1: smoke. So you so you didn't actually follow it up at all since I sent it to you yesterday. No,
0: because I thought we'd, okay. we'd have a
1: conversation. Okay, so when I got your reaction, I th- I didn't realize that you knew some of the backstory. I knew none of the backstory. I thought you were responding to the same thing as me, which is crisp, sharp. Yeah, um, basically. And, am. and I, now I can see even more why, why you're doing that. So the thing where I was saying about the the way in which I received it. Um, I think iMessage is quite problematic in terms of spreading stuff <laughs> because of the way it presents it to you. Because I wasn't going to click on it and I wouldn't have found out about the funny joke that I like. Um, because, um, if I just got the link and someone who I trust sending it to me, I'd have clicked on the link and seen what happened. But because I messaged it, tried to be clever and dressed it up with something. I'm like, I don't want to see crisps now go away. Mm-hmm. Um, but so yeah, you, so you're in more of a sense of, you've seen bits of it across the internet and none yeah, of it's quite I've landed. Literally
0: seen, I've literally seen a photo. Ah, in fact, it's on the know your meme page. The photo yeah. that I've seen, it says this photo just keeps getting better. The longer you look at it. Uh, and it was tweeted by Kat Angus. Um, and that is the shot that I'd seen. So someone had retweeted that at some point. So basically, I got into it from, like, if we call this a viral campaign, uh, I got in at some point in that campaign, but then never connected it to the actual uh, thing itself. I just went, oh, that's a funny image. I'm going to get on with my life now. And then, and then, so two weeks go by, and then you're sending me originalprongles.com, and I'm like, what? is this a
1: continuation of don't so now it's all started to solidify and this is wonderful yeah so what what it actually is is a um an an advertising campaign for cards against humanity
0: yeah
1: um, okay. and another one because they've just recently done cards against humanity save america which was very funny too um so it's I, um for for you and i Mark, it's, it's well in our wheelhouse because we we very much enjoy the the world of uh this 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 family of products and ideas because we're, we're fans of the do by friday podcast which mm. uh, is basically a cards advertising thing as far as i'm concerned just a, a, a nice thing but it's 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 them advertising their their jokes mm. um uh what, what was I gonna say <clears throat> yeah so um I don't, uh, I'm not necessarily interested in going through the content. I was just interested no, no, in your no. reaction to it.
0: Uh, that's that's really cool. And now my, my reaction is now I, I I get really, really frustrated when there's like um, uh, a big, uh, and I think this is probably my FOMO or it's something else that is a part of, of my personality that really riles against this. When the internet is sharing the joke and mm-hmm. it's not that I, if I don't get it, that's fine. But like when there's, When, 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 maybe it's just as simple as that. Like when I don't get it, I'm really frustrated because I'm like, just tell me at least, like someone, just what is what is the joke? Where do I get on? And then I can either go, okay, I appreciate it, or I have no interest in this thing. And and yeah, and so I I'm not sure where I'm going with
1: that. No, no, you're the same. So I think that's what I'm saying is when I sort of see the saw the preview card in my iMessage, I was like, without context, I was like, I don't want to. So I want to look at a thing about crisps and it, it only takes about five seconds of being on the website to go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I get what this is. Mm-hmm. I get what this is now. Um, I think even without the cards against humanity stuff in it, I would have eventually got it. But as mm-hmm. soon as I saw that this is the new name of the, the company formerly known as cards against humanity, I was like, okay, I'll go for it. I'll go for a deep dive on it now <laughs> and I'll see what's what's going on. Yeah. Um, when you get off mic, promise me you're going to go down to the bottom and click on the jingle.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, it, it feels like a callback to the episode of Dubai By Friday where they made jingles for each other.
0: Oh, the Prongles song. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cool.
0: All right. I'll listen to that in a bit. Um, they're,
1: they're they're really interesting the way that they advertise. Actually, yeah. at um, Cards Against Humanity. Do you think? Do you remember the thing with the the hole?
0: Yes. Yes, <laughs> I do. Um, yeah, that was only 80 months ago. Something like that. Digging, yeah. like a hole. Um, are you aware of dumb
1: Starbucks? No.
0: Okay, um, there is a comedian who, in fact, uh, they've talked about this on By Friday, uh, about this comedian. He has a show, uh, he's called Nathan Fielder, and he has a show called Nathan for You. And it's a very funny, very clever, well-put-together show. It's a mock reality show in which, well, it's sort of a reality show, actually, because I think the things that get done, I don't know how need to be, but like, it seems like they're real. He's a stunt comedian, and so what he what he does, he ostensibly has this show where people, uh, where he finds failing businesses and helps them cut corners to succeed. Okay. And so there was a coffee shop. This was the one that made the news, and a few things he's done have made the news because they're very big and they're very viral. Uh, I mean, he once paid a skywriter to write in the sky something along the lines of. Um, Either like, does anyone know how to fly a plane, or please help me, I'm stuck, or something like that. Like he got a he paper skywriter to write this in the sky, and so the, the dumb Starbucks thing. Um, mm-hmm. He found a coffee shop that was um, under threat or it was going under because Starbucks was encroaching. Uh, I think was the story, and mm-hmm. so using parody, he he outfitted he refitted the entire shop using all of the starbucks branding and all of the names of, of all of the um of the lines they produce or coffees or all of the various things and just right. put the word dumb at the beginning <laughs> and it's completely legal it's completely fine and this shop opened and you could you could go into it and you could buy a dumb latte um and yeah and and yeah, uh, it was yeah, and so that that was that was the thing and and um this this so it's back this year and there were a couple of stonkers. Um, what was the what? The, the, there was one where he had to go down the rabbit hole of having to do so many weird things. Uh He had to trick someone to marry him, in, and he did so in a Chinese restaurant so that the guy thought that he was just ordering something. It was amazing how he got him to say the word "I do" because he that he, he was in a Chinese restaurant. Uh, and there were lots of things that were up on the menu, and they all looked disgusting. Uh, right. And the only thing that looked edible would be pronounced in English. I do. <laughs> so, so the guy uh, apparently gets legally married at a Chinese restaurant by a Chinese priest who's wow. doing the whole ceremony in Chinese, and then points or in, in Mandarin. Sorry, then points to the fellow, and he so he thinks he's ordering, and he has to say, uh, "I do." <laughs> Um, and he's just that he's a taxi driver and he's pissed off at uber because uber keeps taking his business and so right. they're they're figuring out what to do uh to, to to get back at uber basically and 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 so that they there are it's 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 a it's a really really amazing show to watch it's really if you're not happy with cringeworthy humor mm-hmm. it's very difficult because these are I'm pretty sure they are real people that he's dicking with right. um But the actual length that he goes to, and the the amount of budget that Comedy Central will put into doing some really dumb stuff is is quite amazing. Uh, So again, like how much of it is completely staged versus how much is you know has has a bit of reality? I don't know Um, because you know he can't break the law, uh, but there are some things that like he skirts it in really creative ways. So Nathan, for you, if if you find a, a oh no, actually no, you, you don't have to find a version that's fallen off the back of anything. I think you can watch it on Comedy Central in the UK. I think it is available.
1: Okay. Um, you might. I don't know if you've got. One. I don't know if you've got that channel.
0: Oh okay. Well, there's always a truck. Um, things fall off trucks all the time, but um, it's it's really good, and so yeah, this this sort of has that kind of. That kind of you know smacked to it. it. It's it's a very good way of doing uh, doing something viral. Um, when um when the credit crunch was just happening, uh, I was doing the podcast with a couple of friends, uh, and it was I was producing their uh, sport podcast. It was a kind of comedy sport discussion show. Um, it was quite good. And um, one of the for some reason, oh, I was inventing a radio station at the time. I was I was gonna I was going to run a fictional community radio station. Um, and I started building right. So, yeah, I, it. Right. Yeah. It was just an idea for a project I had. Um, and, um, uh, I'll have to tell you about that actually. That, that's quite fun. But, um, one of the sponsors was a, was a, a, a crisp manufacturer called Swine Crunch. And, um, it was basically like, uh, a, a credit crunch, um, very low quality, uh, pork snack that, it was, it was. also during the, the swine flu sort of a, 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 a epidemic, so that mixed with credit crunch, we just ended up with, um, this, this, with this thing called swine crunch, which is just like a like a really yeah, just a very very poor quality pork snack. Um, I like start, a prongle. Yeah, like exactly like a prongle, because looking at the the pig on the the the, the can of prongles brought um swine crunch right back to me because mm. if i had the artistic wherewithal that would kind of be the exact picture i'd, I'd draw but he'd just have a massive bite taken out of his belly because that's, <laughs> fe- that's effectively what what i wanted i wanted a cartoon pig a happy cartoon pig with a bite taken out of him and a thing called yeah swine crunch uh happy days
1: so actually that's that's like the um the dinner at uh Midiways then
0: yes yeah absolutely uh, yeah um don't worry uh, I, I will be very humane yes uh so i'm glad I'm glad to have um we 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 understand what what Prongles is um and I'm, I'm yeah happy with that. so I was gonna rant um because I was a bit hacked off yesterday okay um, i don't feel quite as quite as bad today um but so so what I'm gonna do is i'm i'm gonna short short. Uh, cut my rant and just reframing in the form of of perhaps a thought for the day in that um, I'm going to say don't believe um, people's and this sounds really obvious, don't believe people's don't believe the Mm stories that people tell you when people paint themselves as being um, now, uh, uh, okay, I'm going to talk about someone who may sound like it's someone that I work with and that you know and that you've spoken to this is not that person I'm going to tell you now specifically, Brendan, I'm not talking about you. I'm not talking about you. This is a different person, Brendan, who I do (laughs) do the the, the podcast with and is Pony's Community Advocate. It's because I was about to use the word advocate, and I did not want, for a split second, I did not want Brendan to think that I was subcasting him because I'm not. (laughs) This is a completely different person. Subcasting.
1: You just made that up? Yes. Good. So it's
0: like subtweeting, but on a podcast. Got it. Um, I thought you could do it. You know what's going on. Um, so, yeah, like, people who put themselves out as whatever it is, whether they, they are an advocate or they are a... <clears throat> whether their technology's dead mother um, or... That is sub- sub-casting. Or hello. whatever it is. Hello. Um, ha- hello. <laughs> yeah, hello. Or whatever it is. Don't... You, you don't have to buy into it, um, and you don't have to drink that particular Kool Aid. Um, especially, as I said on Twitter to uh, on DMs to, to John yesterday. Especially when people brew it themselves, um, you know, don't don't drink someone's home brewed Kool Aid. Uh, show title, um, because inevitably, not not necessarily inevitably, but the, the high likelihood is that you are going to be disappointed. The high likelihood is that they're going to do something that is against what you thought that they were supposed to be about. Um, and you're better off just not buying into that to begin with than going in whole hog false wine and then getting, you know, sort of getting your heart broken to a degree. I'm, I'm over, over-dramatising, but, you know. Um, and so I think, yeah, take take what people, the things people describe themselves as with a a massive pinch of salt. And it sounds really obvious, but I think, I I know I do it a lot, and I think other people probably do as well, Um, especially when they find people who they think are going to uh, be of helpful support, and then they turn out to actually just be looking out for themselves Um, and and sometimes willing to, to, you know, um, when climbing up the ladder, sometimes sort of stepping on the, the person beneath in order to, to make it easy to climb up the ladder eh, or just,
1: climb the ladder and then knock it down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh or yeah. Or, or pull it, yeah. Pull it up. Um, from under them kind of thing. Um, all of these, like it's people do this stuff a lot. And, and it's often the people who it's like a doth protest too much. It, it's often the people who, um, couch themselves in this idea of, no, no, I'm, I'm here for you. Uh, and then kinda of just are out for themselves. So just watch out for it. That. That's all. And it's nothing nothing big, like nothing horrible's gone down, like no one's you know, no one's lost anything or been hurt or had anything <coughs> taken away from them. Um but it was just a thing that happened yesterday that made me go, Yeah, I should probably not do that anymore. I should probably not you know yeah. So there you go. That's that's that that's my uh, have you
1: have you lanced your Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: I think that's I think that's good Good advice for you. Um
0: I'm <laughs> good
1: advice I, for you. I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> glad you've given yourself that medicine. That's no no um you're absolutely you're, you're absolutely right. You um ev- ev- everybody does this. Uh, you you're not alone in doing this, but you are um because you you try to give as much as you can to as many people as you can all the time, uh, you do tend to um, overly take on board people's bullshit, and you can just let it go.
0: That's a nice thing to say, and thank
1: you. Good, please do. <laughs> um, so, unless it's me giving you the bullshit, in which case, just just suck it up.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, 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 no. Call me on it when I when I do it. Nick would yeah that's why that's why he wants to come on the show (laughs) yeah (laughs) well you should listen to this one while you're being nice to me yeah i'm always you are
0: you're a lovely man um (laughs) um, i so i've got good homework i'm looking forward to that um i'm very
1: impressed with your Ajaxy um show notes thing oh cool thanks because i didn't realize that i i wondered if it would do that so um inside baseball chat uh, I've just gone into the editing screen of our show notes and um, made some changes, and they've magically appeared on the screen that Mark can see. Yeah. That's very good. Well done. Thanks. You should be a web. You should be a web developer.
0: <laughs> I'm currently rewriting the entire. Well, I'm not rewriting, but I'm I'm upgrading it because uh, it's written in a language called Python, and um, quite a few years ago, uh, Python. So it's Python two, um, uh-huh. and then a few years ago, Python three began, and I was afraid of it for a while. And I've left it a little bit too long, and so at some point, not you know, not for a, not for a while, yeah, but at some point, uh, this version of Python is going to be uh, no longer supported by most of the things I use, and so I need to really get into uh, upgrading and getting into the new the new system. And it's pretty much the same syntax. There's just some weird little quirks. Um, so uh, I'm currently re. Uh, I've got a massive testing script that I'm working through uh, because I've just upgraded the whole thing, and so I've got I've got bits that I've got to fix. But uh, yeah, I'm pleased that you that uh, you like that, so that's good. Um, I like it too. What are you going to do for homework, John?
1: I don't know. Have I mentioned anything that I need to do? Yeah, uh... I think
0: I think you I think you said, and I've forgotten. I should actually have written it down somewhere. One of the things I want to put into this real time. Um, Page uh, pages like a little chat feature. Um, yeah. So just put a little notes to each other. Good. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll listen back, you know, because <laughs> I'm pretty sure you said, "Oh, I should do that for homework."
1: Um. No, I think I was just, I think I was just setting homework for you constantly. Yeah. Uh, that seemed to be my. That seems to be my thing. So mm, here, right? Here's a hmm. here's a thing that I, that that I need to do. Um. Oh, I've got, right. I've got, I've got two things that that I need to do. They're not related to anything that I've talked about on the show so far, but they are things that need to need to happen in my life. Okay. One is I have a special mince pie recipe. Oh, dude. Oh, do you like mince pies?
0: Well, no, it's more that I'm just, I'm, I'm pleased that you have a special mince pie recipe.
1: Okay. Okay. I'm pleased by this good 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 Um, and the last two years I didn't get around to making them and the year before that I made them kind of almost on I think I I should bake them on New Year's Day Um, I need to I need to get my shit together and and get my bake get my bake on get your bake on son that's something that I need to do the other thing I need to do is um, I'm pretty good at baking bread Mm. Um, that's surprising and it's, it's 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 you know it's a masculine thing to do and <laughs> yeah yeah um to to borrow to borrow a joke from uh from nick on run a pod you know yeah of course i'm uh i'm, I'm a white bearded guy who works in tech of course i make sourdough bread Yeah, of course <laughs> <laughs> Of course i make sourdough bread drink craft beer and have a podcast Of course <laughs> I, do. Um, uh, I went to, to a craft anymore. brewery in, uh, in
0: brooklyn
1: they did yeah what it was it what was it called it was
0: the best night i've had in new york uh it was called uh, i can't remember what it was called it was b-i-e-r beer something um and it was it was a little tasting room for a for a little brewery and i had some very nice and i'm not a massive beer official. well not a beer in the slightest. i'm not a biggest beer fan but i had a couple of really tasty um i'd say i think they were oh god i can't remember what they were now but it was it was it was it was a, it was a beer rather than like a, an ale do food. you
1: want me to name some varieties of beer And then you can tell me what your flavour is. Tell me what your flavour.
0: Yeah, you
1: can try. Okay. Okay. So you're in New York and you're in a craft beer place. Mm. Okay. All right. I'm going to start with some screening questions. Light beer or dark beer? Light. Light. Okay. Was it an IPA? No. Okay. Was it a double IPA? No. Okay. Good. So we're we're just outside of the IPA family altogether. That's fine. Would you say that it tasted? Uh light or heavy? Light. Light. Okay. Um would you say that it tasted fruity? It, it had a sweetness. It had a sweetness. So it certainly wasn't sour? No. Mmm. Mmm. And it wasn't an IPA. Was it an APA? Did
0: I don't it have remember, the No, I don't it it have PA the, in it at all? No, I don't remember there being a three letter acronym for it. Um or yeah, a an initialism. Uh, I don't remember, but it's was it, was it like a was it like a crap lager? Yeah, maybe. Okay. maybe. Sounds good. Uh, it was it was really nice, and then and then I decided, and uh, this was with a with a with a friend who is from Birmingham but lives in New York, and um, so yeah, I, I braved the subway um, in the dark and went over to him, and I'm so glad that I did because it, it ended up being. Um, you know, no, no, no disrespect to anyone else with whom I spent time, but it was the, the the best evening of the night because we just sat Aww. and like absolutely like put them all to rights. We put America to rights in very like respectful ways. It wasn't like, "Is everything Americans doing wrong?" It was like, "Well, you see, like Americans, they like they get a hard time because of this," and like we were all being very nice and very respectful. Um, and and it was, but it, you know, we, we were solving problems left, right, and center. And then a guy came and offered me some weed um uh, he actually first off he offered me a bomb, and then uh which i thought was a some sort of sex toy because
1: of chick like a dick uh i don't think it's so, meant to be it's a lot of, of equipment to have in a pub isn't it oh well this was just outside the pub um, still a lot of equipment to have on the street
0: yes no doubt and then yeah he had a little he had a little baggie um well he well yeah he had a baggie and then he, he was he was going to uh Decant a little uh, some buds, and I said, "That's very kind of you, but that would be a nightmare uh, trying to go home with. <laughs> I'm not going to do that because it's scary enough for me to enter the country. I don't want to try and leave with a yeah, no. Also, no,
1: also, it, let's face it; it'd be like going to France and buying cheese and bringing it over. Like we've got cheese.
0: Yeah, but I, I imagine it was pretty. It was probably pretty decent stuff. Listen, I'm I'm gonna have to go. Yeah, um, but uh, I've had a lovely time. Um, yep. We'll figure out what your what your did we go long
1: because I've got no sense of the time anymore.
0: We've gone, we've gone fairly
1: long. Uh, I normally have uh, I normally have call recorder up and I've got to go and fix. Yeah, that. We,
0: we're we're in at an hour and thirty five minutes. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs>
1: um, that was awesome. all that. That was all that movie film chat. Um, I haven't, I haven't got a homework yet, have I? No. Uh, the, the, the thing I was going to say was uh, I need to try and bring my sourdough starter back to life oh yeah,
0: so because was, I've, been yeah.
1: neglect, I've been neglecting it and I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't done a loaf for quite a while. And so my starter hasn't had a feed. Um, and I will explain what all those words mean when I report back on the homework.
0: Okay, because I was also going to say that
1: or, or baking them but uh yeah. No, I might do both
0: yeah do both Take but but
1: up. i think i think the, the bread the bread is a source of guilt for me and oh, okay. part of the point of the show was always that we were going to sausage our guilt we
0: were going to sausage our guilt so um bread sausage lovely all right cool. uh cool. well well great well thank
1: great. you great uh i need 30 seconds off mic and then um then i'll let you go okay all right cool all right so show over here oh no ad oh my god we've we got time for an yeah, let's, let's do the Adread? um so uh, this uh,
0: Oh God, we, we did have the we did have the link, and then it went. Uh,
1: but I've this, sorry, I've, I've got the link. I've got it. Do you want it?
0: Uh, that's all right. I've got it now. Um, okay. Thank you. This this episode is brought uh, to you in conjunction with the lovely people at Oxfam, Who, uh, if you are interested in buying a, a gift for someone at Christmas, you know you could buy them buy them a, a goat uh, or something like that. Well, this way um, you can uh, buy them something that supports. A cause that is, uh, if it's not close to your heart already, then it, it should be. And it's about beating UK poverty. Um, so uh, the 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 re- well, the uh, the literature goes, despite being one of the world's richest countries, um, poverty in uh, is rising in the UK. It's a huge injustice. But your gift will help to set it right by fighting poverty on your doorstep, from helping people in uh, to learn new skills to tackling inequality. And ending dependence on food banks. This gift means you're doing what it takes to help push for a fairer, more equal society here in the UK. So, if you would, if that is something that you uh, think sounds like a good idea, and if you want to give that gift to someone who's like, I don't know what to buy them, or they're like, oh, you know, just buy me a whatever, you know, like one of those people who's hard to buy for, or they don't really want a present. Or you just want to add something little extra—that's you know something nice—and do something for something else, then what you should do is please go to oxfam.org.uk/thread and buy our little um, buy our little beat UK poverty uh, little little gift little gift there. You can add to someone's card. So you can you can get it with a card, or you can just pop it in someone's card. And then you are making a donation to help beat UK poverty on your friend or loved one's behalf. Very nice. Done. See you later, John. See you later, mate. Bye.